everyone. Welcome to our first episode of Young Adulting Podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Becca. And we're so excited that you're listening. We can't believe you're listening. Actually, if you're listening to this, it means we got it right on our first try, which would be shocking. We had the hardest time setting this up. We The equipment, we didn't have a memory card, then we got the wrong microphones. So if you're listening, we made it. And if you don't hear this one, I guess better luck next time to us. We'll figure it out. Or maybe we just threw this one in the trash. Okay. Um, so Grace, who are you? So you guys might know me because of my blog, The Stripe. Um, I have been running a lifestyle blog over there for the past eight years, and I worked with Becca over at Bobble Bar. Um, And I'm Becca. I head marketing for a company called Lola, which is a subscription service for organic period products. And I'm also a person that likes really bad books, so I'm really happy to have an outlet for that. We love bad books. I think that we're just using this podcast to justify our love of bad books. So thank you for giving us permission. Yeah. Bad books are good. The weirdest part of this podcast is that Grace is just staring deeply into my eyes. (laughs) We've got to figure this out. (laughs) We'll get better. Stick with us. Stay with us. So I bet people are wondering how we know each other. So you, you said that we know each other from Bobble Bar. We do. And when I first met Becca, I did not like her at all. I thought she was super bossy and kind of mean. So to Grace's credit, I am very bossy. She just likes me now. And I think... You're also a little mean still. But but you've realized I'm a little bit mean too. Yeah, I think this is a really common trend with me. So I think most of my best friends didn't like me when they first met me. So I don't know what that says about me as a person. But I grow on you. Yeah, you're an acquired taste. You're like a fine wine. You get better and better and better. Or worse, who knows? Like this podcast. It's going to get better, guys. Um, I feel like we're like gaslighting everyone. We're like, (laughs) maybe it's not that bad right now. Um, so, but so Grace started to like me and, um, she liked me so much that we actually had to be separated multiple times at our office. So we, we sat next to each other and our founders would, would be like, you, we need a different seating plan because Grace and Becca can't sit next to each other because we had, Out of everyone in the company, we had the two weirdest desks that was just, like, covered in... Toys. Toys. Furbies. Furbies. We loved our Furby. Andy. He was the best. R.I.P. The tech team staged a ritualistic suicide for Andy and took his batteries because we played with him so much and we're trying to teach him (laughs) new tricks and it was only funny to the two of us. You're making me really miss those days and working in an office. Don't worry. I still have, I still have one of the Furbies at home. It's like in a cabinet because when I, the day that I, my last day at Bobble Bar, I brought it home and I was in a super rush because I had this uh, like handyman coming over to, I don't know, he was like hanging a mirror or something. And, um, I had the Furby and it had been like jostling around in my purse. And so it was talking and like the only way to get it to go to sleep is to like put it somewhere dark. (laughs) So I threw it in one of my kitchen cabinets in like the back of a cabinet. And, um, I would say like once every six months I am like cooking something and I'm looking for a different pot or pan and I like pull out the, it's like a drawer in the cabinet and I pull it out and there's like a Furby. That's really, really creepy. It's super creepy. But I don't move it either. So, like, that's on me. So, we had the weirdest desks. So, Becca had a flamingo. I had... I don't even remember what I had. There was a, there was a Furby. There was definitely a lot of cat paraphernalia. Um, and 
because we are so loud and so obnoxious, we are also very productive. I will say we were both quite good at our jobs, but also the loudest, most obnoxious employees in the office and had to be separated. Yeah, I think what brought us together was being stone cold weirdos. Yeah. Like you you see that in another person and you <laughs> recognize that you have that too. And you're like, you're my people. Yeah, exactly. So I guess now you know how we know each other and now you're probably wondering what the heck this podcast is. First of all, like big ups to you for finding it and like listening to it. You made a great choice. Listener. Made a great decision. Um, so young adulting is a podcast about bad books and good advice. So, uh, you're in for some highs and lows. Yes. So every month we're going to read two books. Um, every other week is going to be advice. So we're not expecting you to read a book a week. That's a lot, but we're hoping for two a month. And, um, then every other episode is going to be about, um, different topics of advice. So we'll tell you the book in advance and we hope you'll read along with us. And then if you have any uh, questions or queries in your life that you want to get some advice on, you can slide into our DMs at Young Adulting Pod on Instagram, on Instagram, or you can email us at Young Adulting Pod at Gmail, I think. We think. If we don't get back to you, it's because I said the wrong email address and we'll tell you the right email address yes. in the next episode. We will. But don't let that stop you. Maybe slide into our DMs. We're positive about that one. Yeah. DM us. So maybe we get into a little bit about our book preferences so people know what kind of readers we are. Yes. So I love a thriller. If you read my blog, you know I do my monthly reading lists and I probably read like six or seven books a month. And of those... I'd say half at least are like really badly written versions of Gone Girl because I just love, 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 love a good thriller. Anything that keeps me up all night reading, um, even if I can guess the plot, I still want to stay up all night reading it. Becca, on the other hand, does not like thrillers and this is like deeply upsetting to me. I don't know how anyone could not like a thriller. I like a thriller sometimes. I would say... More often than not, I don't love thrillers, but I have read a few recently that I have liked. So it's not like, it's not a hard rule. It's just like usually. Whatever. But I love a good love story. Ugh, vomit. But like, it doesn't need to be like a trashy love story. Like, people don't need to be like doing it. Do you like a good bodice ripper? Um, it depends. Like, I read Fifty Shades of Grey for sure. Um, we like, went to the movie together. We did. We did. It was so bad. I would do it again. Oh, same. Um, it, I will. I will read a good bodice ripper, but um, I more so like like a good love story. I love British love stories, and I don't even think that's a genre. But like, like, more like the than Royal anything, We. Oh my god, I love. I love the, the Royal, Royal We. It was one of my favorites too. You know what I'm so upset about? So there was supposed to be a sequel to it. And, like, in my copy of it, like, in the back, it's, like, read the first chapter from the sequel. And the sequel, like, never came out. We need to get on top of that. I'm friends with the Fug Girls on Twitter, and I'm going to ask them. Thank you. That's, like, all I want. Ugh. Um, and then I, I, I don't like historical fiction either, which you like. What? We don't even like any of the same books. Why are we doing a podcast together? I'm confused. We like bad young adult books. We, we both, both love bad young adult books. Love them. Sci-fi, dystopian societies. We love this stuff. Oh, I love something set in a good dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Grace, tell me 
tell me your favorite young adult book ever. My favorite young adult book ever is The Selection, which you convinced me to read because it is basically The Bachelor meets The Hunger Games. And I literally lost a whole weekend of my life because I read all three books in a weekend like cut everyone out of my life, didn't respond to text messages, didn't respond to emails. I was just reading, 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 reading. So I, I do love that one. And I did push that one on you. And we're, it's actually going to be the, the selection for our <laughs> selection. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, it's going to be the first book that we read next episode. So uh, read it if you haven't. Um, I think that my favorite young adult book and I don't think you've read this. Like, I know you bought it, but I don't think you read it. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Was The Conspiracy of Us. I couldn't get into it, but I only read, like, 15 pages. Oh, my God. It's teenagers who are in the Illuminati is basically the plot. I need to revisit it. It's it's um, kind of like the Da Vinci Code, but with teenagers, I would, I would describe it as. And I will tell you that the... I, pulled the most embarrassing favor I've ever pulled where um, last year the last book was coming out and I got one of the girls that I work with who has a friend at the whatever the publisher of this book was to pull a favor to get an advanced copy and when I got it the um, pull quote on the on the cover was from um, was from like Teen Vogue or something and it was like the book that uh, (laughs) like the Da Vinci Code for teenagers that you can't put down. And I've never felt so ashamed that I was like, I like I pulled a favor to get this. Like I, I couldn't even wait till it till it like came out. Like I, I used the little influence I have to get an advanced copy of this terrible young adult book. So I mean that's who I am as a human. I'm proud of you. I was very proud when you did that. So yeah. I still need to read the book, but so uh, we'll get on it. So we're not fully trash people. So we read some not good books, but we read good books too. We do. So Grace, what what is the best non-young adult book you've read in the past year? Okay, I'm going to tell you two. Okay. Um, the first one is nonfiction, and that is 10% Happier by Dan Harris. I just found it to be so in- interesting. First of all, it's all about his um, career as a Good Morning America anchor and, like, all of the stress and pressures that came along with that. I've always been fascinated by TV and, like, anyone who works in the media. I guess I'm a blogger now, so I kind of work in the media. But growing up, I wanted to either, like, be a TV personality or work for a magazine. So I found his career path to be super interesting. Um, but what it's really about is meditation. So I probably started meditating back in November and I've just found can that I, it's... Can I interrupt you? Do you use yeah. an app? Because I'm like somebody who wants to meditate, but like yes. I can't... Headspace. It's all about Headspace and Andy. So if you guys um, have the Headspace app, Andy is like one of the best parts of my day. Um, he is... I think he's a former Buddhist monk who founded this app. He has the best accent ever. And he just is so soothing and so relaxing. And I feel like he's my friend who lives in my phone. But 10% Happier is all about meditation and um, his journey with it. And what I love about it is that there's so many books on meditation. They're also woo-woo. You know, you have like Deepak Chopra or um, Eckhart Tolle. I think it's Tolle. Tolle or Tolle. We don't know. Um, This is not about Buddhism over here, so we don't know the names. But 
he's like a normal dude that like swears and stuff. I've seen him speak and he's just somebody that like you or I would want to be friends with. And that's it like made it a lot more relatable and approachable and something that I felt like I could do because this like really normal, cool guy that I would aspire to be like did it. So what's your fiction favorite? Or should I my, do my nonfiction one? Um, you do your nonfiction. So I think my favorite nonfiction book that I read in the past year, and I actually read it twice, which tells you how much I like it. Um, did you read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I did. Um, I found it so inspiring. So it's the, the same woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she wrote this book that is basically her thoughts on creativity and, um, you know, how do you how do you be creative? And I'm, I'm someone who is a medium creative person. Like I have no artistic talent. Like I can't sing, I can't paint, but like I, I do consider myself medium creative. You're like a business creative, I'd say. Okay. Like I'll not an artsy create creative, but you're always coming up with really cool ideas. Like when we worked together at Bottle Bar, you always had great marketing ideas. And like when we were in brainstorm sessions, I feel like the two of us always added the most ideas. So, yeah, so I, I'm creative-ish. Creative you're creative. Adjacent. You're, you're a business creative. Okay. So we invented that. Yes, it's a new term. TM. Mm-hmm. It's ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, I, I thought it was so interesting just hearing about her creative process and then how she thinks about creativity um, and, you know, what you do when you are feeling very uncreative. So, like, how do you court creativity? Um, and I loved it, and I, I read it, and then I read it again when I was feeling, like, kind of in a slump. Um, and I I wrote things down in my notes and my phone from it, um, to like refer back to, but like, I just, I I liked it so much. I liked that one too. I thought it was really well written and interesting. She was talking about how she had this idea for a book and then never really wrote that book. And then, um, it it went to, um, Ann Patchett who wrote, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Commonwealth? She wrote Commonwealth, but I can't remember the, the oh. idea for the book that was Elizabeth Gilbert's idea and, and was the super specific idea about um, a highway in, in the Amazon, and um, it ended up going to Ampageant. Anyway. Oh, interesting. That's why they always say if you have a good idea, like, lock that shit down immediately. And I remember when I thought of the website name for my site, the stripe. I was stripes and sequins at the time. I was not in a position to rebrand anytime soon, but I just bought the domain name because I was like, that's what I want. And somebody, you know, across the country is going to take that idea otherwise. And I need to get it now. So, okay. So let's, let's talk about our fiction favorites. Fiction favorites. You go first. Cause I think I need to like, I need to think of what mine is. Okay, I'm not really sure if this is my favorite, but it's a recent one, and I just loved it so, 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 so much. Um, it was The Alice Network, and it is a historical fiction book, and you're going to hate it because you don't like historical fiction. Um, but She's so judgy. I am. Read some smart books, Becca. Um, just kidding. Becca reads plenty of smart books. But it is about this woman – well, it's – kind of two stories there's it's simultaneously taking place in um like around 1917 and 1947 so there's these two women one of them becomes a spy she's recruited to this it's called the alice network and she 
it's just all I love anything about spies. First of all, like I'm fascinated by them, especially with TV. Like if it's a, a TV show about spies, I will just watch it all night long and be the happiest person ever. Oh yeah, so, we both we both like the blacklist a lot. Yes, we love the blacklist. So yeah. good. So maybe it's just thriller like books that are thrillers that I don't like because I love the blacklist. Yeah, you like thriller TV shows. Mm-hmm. Homeland. Yeah. 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 Okay. Keep going. So the Alice Network is about this woman who's a spy, and then it's also about this girl who, um, she is, I think, 18. It's in 1947. She's pregnant. Her parents are pissed off. They're taking her to Switzerland to get an abortion, but she basically runs away because her cousin is missing, and she basically enlists the help of this woman who's now much older, who was a former spy, but now she's like this kind of drunk, crotchety old woman, and they go on an adventure to find um, the cousin. I'm not going to say what happens, but I will just say that the book is, there's like, it's riveting, there's like this whole chase involved, there's a love story involved, and I loved it. And I found out about it from my readers. Like I always ask for comments on every monthly monthly reading list I do, and I think like ten people suggested it, and I hadn't heard of it, and I loved it so much. I I think I can get into that. That sounds interesting. It was good. Um, I I'm having trouble coming up with what is the best non young adult book I've read in the past year. Oh, you know what I really liked? Did you read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? Oh my God, I loved that one. That was one of my favorite books of the year. Hands I loved, down. I loved it too. It was like a little soapy, but it, like mm-hmm. it wasn't a bad book. Um, she was just so glamorous. And there was such a big twist that I didn't guess. I, I did not see I did that not coming. see it coming. Yeah, so it's about this um, woman in the present who uh, gets called to interview this like super famous movie star from like the 50s and 60s and um so it's kind of set halfway in the present telling the story now that this Evelyn Hugo is um you know in her I don't know 70s or 80s and then flashing back to um when she was in her prime and she was a star um and it was it was incredibly interesting there was like a huge plot twist that I didn't see coming um and it was it, it took me a little bit to get into it but then I couldn't put it down that was that was one of my favorites as well. I found out about it from Book of the Month, and um, I rate, rated it my favorite book that I'd read through them for the year. Um, what is the what's the last thing that you read? The last book I read was Christy Woodson Harvey's new book. Um, it's coming out in April, and it's called The Secret to Southern Charm. And if you are familiar with Ellen Hildebrand's work, you will love Christy Woodson Harvey. She um, she writes these books that take place in Georgia and it's about this big family and they're all just so heartwarming. There's like a little, like there's these three daughters and they all have their own different dramas going on. Um, but at the end of the day, the family is so close. And so this was her second book. Um, it's a follow up to the first one. I forget what the first one was called. It was the first one was called slightly South of simple. And so this was the follow up to that. And Christy is just really, really talented, and her books are so heartwarming and sweet. Oh. Can I have that? You can. Well, you need to read the first one. Oh, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Oh, I thought yeah. this was just her second yeah. book, not the second book in the series. So if you're listening, definitely, definitely pick up Slightly South of Simple, and then get The Secret to Southern Charm, because they're both amazing. Okay, well, I'll get the first one first. Yeah. Don't be greedy. Sorry. I'm already giving you... Um, 
I'm already giving you Emily Giffen's latest, which isn't out until June. Oh, yeah. I want that. Yeah. Um, so last weekend, I read um, Sourdough by uh, Robin Sloan. And did you read Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore? No, I haven't read either of these. So I really liked Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore. It was a, it was kind of, it wasn't a thriller. Um, it, it was a mystery. Um, and I like anything that's about bookstores or like people who like to read. I just love bookstores. Um, and so this was his next book. They're not related. Um, and it was about this woman who works for a tech company in uh, San Francisco and um, gets this sourdough starter mysteriously from a restaurant. Um, and she kind of uh, is like a really rigid person, but then um, learns how to bake and gets really involved in the food scene. And there's this whole plot line that's like basically like loosely based off of Alice Waters and like the whole San Francisco food scene and like farm to table movement. So I thought like the, the piece about it being about like the history and the future of food was really interesting. Um, I would give it like a, I would give it a 6.5 out of 10, but that's the last thing I read. So wait, Grace, one thing that I think is really interesting. So how do you read? You only read real books. Yes, I I refuse to read on a Kindle. I had a Kindle. I was gifted one for my blog, and it was I, I tried it. I really did. I I downloaded things. I I was very excited to take it traveling with me. When I travel, oftentimes my suitcase is half books, so I know that it's not practical, and I know a Kindle would be better for traveling. But I just can't get behind a Kindle. I gave mine to my mom, and she loves it. Everyone I know reads on their Kindle, but I love holding a book. I love. It's almost like a ritual just to sit down with the paper book and I love the way books smell. I just, books, physical books make me happy. We're in Grace's apartment right now and she has like two huge, um, of those like design within reach floating bookshelves full of books and it, and it just like looks so nice. Like I, I am ashamed that I don't read paper books anymore. I'm ashamed for you. Thank you. I'm being judgy today. No, I, I deserve that. So I... Uh, bought a Kindle when I was going on like a three week trip to Europe. Um, I guess this was probably like five or six years ago. And um, I bought it because I, I knew that I was going, going to need too many books for me to like bring. And I've got so suckered in where it's like so convenient, it's so easy, I really like it. But now, um, if you come to my apartment and you look at my bookshelf, I look like somebody who was really, really literate until about like 2012 and then just stopped <laughs> reading. So, um, over the winter I went, or yeah, over like, I don't know, in December or something, I went to, um, Jackson McNally here in New York, um, down in Soho and I bought a bunch of books and I'm, I was like, I'm going to start reading on paper again and like ask me how many of those books I've read. Spoiler alert, zero. I just. I was about to ask you. You ruined that. Well, we'll get our timing better. Yeah. Um, so I. I'm just like such a hardcore Kindle person now. And I, it's reluctant. I don't want to be. And you, um, you mentioned book of the month before you're a, you're a subscriber. I'm a subscriber. So people always think that they're paying me and they're not. Um, I did a sponsored post with them a year ago, I want to say for my blog. And I was, I had never heard of them up until them approaching me and I became obsessed. I probably get two to three, two to three books every month from them. And they are just my favorite. They, what I like is like, I don't know, I heard somewhere, it's kind of like almost like online dating. Like when you're 
on an app, there's so many options that it's super overwhelming. And that's kind of like going on to Amazon. But if you go on to book of the month, it's very curated. There's only five books to choose from and they all have like these great reviews and they're either from like really, really established authors that you're like so excited to read the next one from, or they're about, they're written by up and comers. So I would say that I hate the, first of all, I hate, hate, hate the word curation or curate. It's just like the most overused word in the world right now, but I will say I love the way that they curate just five books a month for you to choose from. There's always at least two that I want to read. And is that, would you say that that is where you find most of your book suggestions or where do you find new books? Honestly, shopping the comments on my blog because I get so, so, so many suggestions from my readers. So they, and they, they all seem to have the same taste in books as I do. So I do that a lot. And then I also, I'm lucky enough now to get sent different things from the publishing houses. I get a lot from Goodreads. Are you on Goodreads? So everyone is telling me to join Goodreads, but I like listing out my my books on my blog because I don't really get anything out of putting my book reviews on Goodreads, but I've heard that it's great. Well, it's like the most, it's so janky. Like it's this really poorly designed social network, but they have, because like you can just put on it what you're reading so it has like most popular this week most popular yeah. this month and you can like go into genres so I go into like contemporary fiction romance um or like young adult or romance or whatever yeah. and I can look at what are the like trending books and so I, oh I love that yeah so I get a lot of suggestions from there and yeah. I get a lot of suggestions from you and then my friend Ashley is a big reader and has like the same high low taste that we do so I get yeah I feel like I get a lot from from friends okay so Maybe let's talk about our first book that we're going to read, and we or the cat's out of the bag. It's the selection. So it's the selection. It's by a woman named Kira Cass. Um, it's not new. It's not new. So I'm just going to tell you a quick little story. It was New Year's Eve, and we were we were pretty tipsy at that point. And Becca is like, I just read the best young adult book of all time, and I literally stopped everything I was doing went on to Amazon and ordered it immediately because Becca is, I think Becca probably has the best taste in bad books of anyone I know. That means a lot to me. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this, but I like, I really thought about bailing on coming to your New Year's Eve party because I was so in the thick of the second book. That oh my I was God, like, I can relate now. I can understand that decision. I would have been pissed if you had done that. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't even know if I can go to this party. Like I need to read this terrible book and find out what happened. So um, to give you like a, a teaser, it's basically The Bachelor, but for teenagers, and it's set in a dystopian future. Mm-hmm. So there's a little hung- Hunger Games element to it too, because each of the, um, is it the the district? Each of the each of the towns, like everyone applies, and then um, I think is it ten girls get no thirty girls get sent to the capital to. Um, Basically, it's like a bachelor's setup to... To compete to be the princess. Yes. Yeah. It's a princess competition. Yeah. In a dystopian society. Yeah. No, it's great. So can't recommend it highly enough. So um, if you've read it in the past, great. Join us next week. And if not, grab a copy. It is probably at like a seventh grade reading level. So it will take you three to four hours. The best three to four hours of your week to read. The best. Um, Read it and we're going to discuss it next week on our first book episode. Also, I just want to tell you all to order all three of the first of the books at once, because once you finish the first one, you're going to like, I didn't do this. I only ordered the first one and I was 
really depressed for two days while Amazon was sending me the next one. Yeah, it's like Amazon shipping is not fast. It wasn't when Amazon isn't fast enough. You know that you're you have a problem. So thank you all so much for listening. We have a few asks for you. So first of all, we want to know what topics you want us to give advice on. So um, send us a note and let you know. Let us know anything you're interested in. Um, and then Grace, where can people follow Young Adulting? online. So I just made us a Facebook group. So if you go into Facebook and you type in young adulting podcast, you will see our little logo and there's a group over there. So we're hoping that you guys will use the, the group to discuss books, to give recommendations, to connect with other readers that might also have bad, bad, but wonderful taste in books. And then we have an Instagram account, which is, as we mentioned before, it's young adulting pod. So we would love for you to follow us and DM us your questions and we will get some posts up. We haven't posted to the Instagram account and we have almost 500 followers. But by the time that people listen to this, we'll We'll have have a post. post. We'll have a post. We're going to have great content. It's going to be really amazing content. And Grace, where can people find you? Um, They can find me at Grace Atwood on Instagram and Twitter or thestripe.com. How about you, Becca? People can find me on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. Um, and Funny please, story. Becca had to change her screen name to be a little more professional. Yeah, Becca did have to do that. Yeah, it was um, Becca Bell with lots of L's before. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't imagine shouting that out every <laughs> week on a podcast. So I shouted it out for you. Um, and, you know, please help me because I think our podcast, by the time this episode drops, we'll have more followers than I do. So I'm, I'm going to try to be good at social media. Yeah. I'm ready. I keep tagging you, hoping you're going to get some followers. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to produce some content for you all. Um, and then as a last note, um, leave us a review on iTunes because we hear other podcast hosts say that. So we figure it must be important. Rate, review, and respond. That's what we've been told to say or what every other podcast that we listen to says. So review us so that other people who like bad books will come join us. And tell your friends. If you want to, it will be so happy if you like take a screenshot of the podcast and put it on your Instagram story. Oh my God. We would love you. We will be so grateful. Yeah. I mean, at least we have your mom. Like, we know she'll be a fan. Yeah. My mom's going to be our first fan, I think. Yeah. Except my mom only reads good books, so we have a problem there. Shout out to Denise Atwood. Denise Atwood, best taste in books. Um, That's my other person that tells me what to read. My mom's always reading really good books. So thank you so much for listening, and join us next week, and we're going to talk all about the selection. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.